dystopian fiction has been moved to current affairs. Hello and welcome to Dystopian Fiction Has Been Moved to Current Affairs. This is a podcast about dystopian society in TV, film and literature. I'm Claire Coo, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm an educator and writer. And this is my co-host. I'm Marsha Yakovleva. I am a student at Sheffield University. My pronouns are they, them. And this episode is Barbie. Um, which we're very excited about. Uh, and tune in for the next one, which will be Don't Look Up. In Indeed, time. it will. Yeah. So moving from one extreme to another. Uh, <laughs> Indeed. Very relevant, You're wearing your pink relevant. hoodie. I'm wearing my oh. pink earrings. So oh, I feel we've done very well. <laughs> Indeed. So, Marsha, in case anyone in the world doesn't know about the Barbie movie, tell um, us. Okay. So. <laughs> Uh, as a, well, it's quite a hard movie to describe to you, so we're kind of struggling to to do a really short synopsis. But you know, it, it, the movie starts out in uh, in Barbie Land, you know, the the pink plastic world of Barbie Land, and where all these Barbies, these dolls, these I know women, are, it's kind of like you know the bar, like the movie has this weird narrative around it. Anyways. These dolls believe they've solved all the world's issues of like women's rights and feminism, mm-hmm. but you know the 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 main Barbie soon discovers when when traveling to the real world that that assumption is incorrect, and she kind of you know they the movie does you know commentary and on like on you know on the fallout and all that, and it's it's very interesting and funny. So yeah, it is, isn't it? I mean, it is. On the one hand, you know, we're going to take a sort of serious view of this. Mm. There's been lots of discussion of of its its discussion over gender and uh, yes. equality uh, and so on. Um, but it's also just you know it's it's a fun and 100%. funny film um, yeah, yeah. that you know has a lot of jokes at its own expense and yeah, 100%. Um, uh, you know plays around with the ideas of like being a doll and all that sort of thing so it's exactly. well worth watching on that Definitely. level as well mm. as the sort of um uh, yeah. sort of more serious dive 100%. that we perhaps are going to be taking yeah um, i mean i think the thing is like people need to go into this movie knowing it's gonna be stupid like it's <laughs> it's brilliant like i I'm, I'm not gonna lie i was sat in the theater i, I shed a tear the people i was with shed a tear you know it, there's there's bits that are hard hitting especially i found were hard hitting um and you know i definitely recommend but also don't go into it thinking this is going to be a revolutionary commentary on feminism it is accessible and that's what i think is really great about it and you know and it still you know goes like people were thinking it was going to be this like groundbreaking narrative it is not that but it's still funny like it's it's i i think it i think what it sets out to do it does well like it's this kind of weird thing where it's you know, it's kind of trying to like go down these both this sort of comedy route and this kind of mm. you know social commentary route. And but I I think it does kind of I think it like hits the nail on the head with both kind of both avenues there. I think I think it does it well. I really loved the movie, although I have heard you know well with the with it being released with Oppenheimer, there's people <laughs> who prefer one over the other, which I still haven't seen Oppenheimer. Which you know, no. I mean, I'm going to see something. Uh odd here perhaps and just mm. say that what you've just described reminds me a little bit of what we were doing with fight club ah. so we were saying that you know fight club is to us a funny film mm. um and for me one of the things that you know we picked out there was the idea that there's kind of a, a sort of 
one level of appreciation of Fight Club that sees it as a particular narrative about men and violence and so on. And then there was kind of the version that we saw that seemed to uh, actually kind of raise loads of questions. And for me, Barbie kind of did a similar thing in so far as, yeah, okay, it makes some points that stand on their own. But a lot of what it did was actually to say, it, look at all the things that are wrong. We haven't provided you with any answers. It's sort of a, a almost kind of like it's taking extremes. It's taking, um, you know, a, a parody version of feminism as much as it's mm, taking, you know, a parody mm, version of yes. the patriarchy. Um, yes. It's, you know, it, it's throwing these things out there. And I think it could be all too easy to view it as a film that was like, yeah, you know, let's reclaim Barbie as, as an icon or whatever that, that uh, uh, you know, we should all want to live up to. And, yes. you know, all the photographs of you know, people standing in Barbie boxes in cinemas mm. kind of picks up on that idea. But I'm going to start off by saying, you know, this is a dystopias podcast. And I think that Barbie land <laughs> is a dystopia. Um, I think, you know, it's taking like the worst sort of idea of, a patriarchal society yeah. and it's doing exactly the same an extreme version but it's a matriarchy instead so mm. you know it's barbie thinks it's it's perfect and of course one yes. of the things that gets questioned through the film is is trying to get her to see how it's not but um i mean what did you what do you think let's start by talking about about barbie land how was it Good and bad, do you think, if we lived in Barbie land? Gosh, I mean, honestly, I just want to say, like, the marketing for the film is incredible, <laughs> especially, with the, like, it's, it, it, I, I watched videos about it on YouTube, how people are predicting it's going to change, like, the, the way that movies are marketed from now on, mm -hmm. and how, you know, all these studios are going to kind of try and recreate the same thing as Oppenheimer mm -hmm. created, like, it was, uh, the predictions of, it, of, like, it being a box office hit was, like, like, doubled or tripled or something like mad like the it, it earns so much money it's just it's it's i don't know it's it's so interesting but yes okay um but it answers your question i think like honestly the first 20 minutes of the film i wish were longer i wish we got more time <laughs> just seeing barbie land like it's you know the the soundtrack one of the best <laughs> shit i yes. went back to uh, the the charlie xcx song speed drive i think it's called mm -hmm. I don't listen to Charlie XCX, but something about that song just itches a spot on my brain and it's so satisfying. Um, but no, I I, I, it's, it's, I I think Greta Gerwig, amazing director, mm -hmm. um, just like Lady Bird and Little Women, just some of the like my favourite films ever. But um, no, she talks about how they used like a hundred different shades of pink or it was just <laughs> the number of like the like set design for it was just amazing but um yeah I mean it is it I think it's it's definitely obviously there's this kind of narrative dystopia in the way that like the patriarchy is now flipped to a matriarchy mm -hmm. and it's and it and it's so cool and interesting to see the kind of like the way that Ken's are like treated yeah. within this yeah. world but um but also just the kind of like everything is perfect and will be mm -hmm. perfect forever and ever and ever yeah. narrative it's just so it's yeah it's scary it's scary it's, it's it kind is. of like this cult mentality again yeah um, and i i suppose one of the things that that is doing is basically calling people to not be complacent it's sort of saying yeah. that actually worlds 
aren't perfect if you think something is good it's probably because it's beneficial to yourself and you're being blinkered to the things that are going on for everybody else right mm -hmm. so um i mean yeah you talked about kind of the kens play the role the inverse role of kind of um the token women particularly in film but also mm -hmm. uh, in wider reality um mm. and it has you know real sort of consequences within this microcosm that is barbie land insofar mm -hmm. as uh there we are with barbie in her dream house and mm -hmm. uh you know with everything everything perfect uh jumping down into her pink sports car and uh wearing all of these beautiful dresses and so on whereas the kens are what they're described as like nobody knows where they live there's no like house for them so we've got a massive ken homelessness problem going on um and obviously women fulfill all the kind of functions in terms of societal power so there are no men in the senate um you know we can look at it and go wow you know black female president in in barbie land that's huge progress mm. but on the other hand having a senate full of women is basically exactly the same as having a government mm. that is made up of of men uh in terms yes. of uh what we would prefer not to see yeah um so uh and then of course we've got ideas around the sort of objectification of men and the way that they oh, are yes. um, uh sort of reliant on or uh their identity is based around the women that they're yeah they're yeah with. it's i mean it, oh it's just so clever it is so clever i think you know there were some quotes about oh it's just also just weird barbie one of the best one yes. of the best inclusions it's just so <laughs> funny um but yeah it's, the quote is um barbie has a great day every day but ken only has a great day if barbie looks at him and yeah it is that. that's right absolutely so um you know all of that sort of bit around ken trying to find uh ways to to get barbie to notice him including the yes. uh, ridiculous surfing scene oh my god um, <laughs> so good it's just so funny it it's is very so funny it's really it takes the idea about playing with dolls and it uses it to no, like perfect effects. extremes like it's just yeah. it's it's so good like it was just just the editing of it, just the way that you like, <laughs> just a, a bloody Ryan Gosling spinning through the air oh, and landing. It's just comical. It's so, he was born. I, if anyone deserves an Oscar for this movie, it's Ryan Gosling. Yeah. I demand he was born for this role. He was incredible. He just, he like, he just loves it. Like, he's got such, I, I think I recently rewatched La La Land and he's just like, I haven't seen him in Barbie like a couple of weeks beforehand. It's just like, how is this the same? I mean, that's what what actors do i know that's what actors it do, is but actually so you know i think we have to say kind of kudos to a hollywood actor like that who mm. you know plays romantic leads and sort of you know men at the exactly the sort of focus of of films and then to to step into this role that reverses that and to to do that with with such conviction i think is is um uh yeah fantastic literally but, literally uh, um, um, because greta gerwig wanted to i think it was some you know everyone was a bit a bit like why ryan gosling is you know a bit old for the mm -hmm. for playing ken but greta gerwig wanted him or no one i think it was like that was like the deal he like had to be in the movie or, or something like that uh, maybe okay. that's a bit I've, I've, like a hyperbolic mm -hmm. but like 
no, I, it was, I, mm. she picked so well. She, she knew mm. what she was doing. I, I genuinely, one of my favorite directors. I, like, I know, I, I, I think it is a classic thing of like women feel are obviously very unre- underrepresented mm. in like the, you know, director sort of world and stuff. But she is good, and I'm so glad she's getting the kind of like love and respect that she deserves as like a creator. It's, it's just mad, but yeah, no, I, I um. Going back to Ken, uh, and, and also just the like objectification of men. Mm. What else is this? Just, like weird Barbie, you know? Oh, what she calls him when when uh, <laughs> when our main Barbie goes to meet oh, him, yeah. uh, and Will Barbie says that her boyfriend is uh, one nice looking little protein pot, <laughs> um, and uh, I'd like to see what kind of nude blob he's packing <laughs> under those jeans. <laughs> so, you know. We've got, it's not as bad as the objectification that Barbie gets in the real yeah. world, which we'll come back to, but it's yes. completely fulfilling that, isn't it? No, no, I'm just, um, it is like, again, this kind of parallel, this mirror of like, you know, the, you know, the women, you know, in the real world is just, you know, the classic, like, I undergo it every day, but it's just, it is, it's funny. Like, it's just, again, I because you're watching this and it's like the fact that, you know, these like fictional, like, Ken dolls are undergoing sort of similar things that like <laughs> you know a woman or like you know an AFAB person might have experienced in their life mm. it, it, and it, it just feels so stupid and just so strange like it's mm. it just makes it so funny but it's I mean I, like it's I, I just I don't know like as, as obviously I'm not a man so as a man like watching this movie like I don't know what you know I mean, like my boyfriend watched it, and he was he was like, oh, "I was more on top and I'm," and I was like, "Oh, well, you're just a misogynist." <laughs> no, no, he's such a sweetheart. Yeah. But it's, it's just I like I wonder from like the perspective of like again going back to like Fight Club as mm. like one of the previous episodes that we did. It's like I can sit there and be like, "This is satirical and it's really funny," but then to other people understand that, that is the point yeah. of the movie. Like, yeah, and I guess that's one of the risks, isn't it, with like with comedy where there's different sorts of comedy right and i think this is very irony heavy as well as having mm. the surface level of laughs so we've got the the you know the real irony of what you've just described of looking at, at men in a certain way and finding it you know, discomforting uh, because we're not used to it and fit within our structures of expectation um but i do wonder you know to different viewers we're viewing it in a certain way which i think is probably true to the the sort of the depth of the the movie but maybe maybe that's not what everybody takes away from it and uh you know mm. let us know what you think that yeah would be great <laughs> give us some feedback but um <laughs> to go back to sympathy for for mm. our kens then i mean yes. one of the things that obviously is a running joke is the fact that ken also has no profession so um ah. he is uh he is beach ken so beach he ken. professional beach. professional beach exactly that's professional right beach. um and obviously you know, it's a playoff the playoff the, yeah. the toy and it's a playoff yes. uh you know his sense of identity um but again when you've got a world where women are playing all of the sort of um professional roles um and ken doesn't even have a sort of he's not even lifeguard ken <laughs> you know, uh, again it's sort of reducing him to to lacking this sense of identity it's based in kind of like 
a place where he doesn't really do anything and around being Barbie's boyfriend which itself is also meaningless because of course that's not how she sees it yeah we'll talk later in the film yeah about that yeah because I I I was confused because he considers business considers himself Barbie's boyfriend Mm. but I don't think like Barbie throughout the movie, does she even consider him that way? I'm, I know, I, no, I mean, I think that's again. You know, I think it's like he's his identity is Barbie's boyfriend, but she doesn't have space in her world for that because every night is girls' night, after all. Um, so you know, she's mm-hmm. always her, her major connection is with her female friends, the other Barbies, mm-hmm. and uh, the like. Um, yes. And of course, you know, one of the running jokes, obviously, there's no sexual relationship between them because Barbies famously cannot have sex because they are lacking in particular areas. Uh, and indeed, she just grins when he tries to kiss her. It's a sort of really sort of held moment where nothing happens. Yes. Um, so again, his identity is, it's, you know, it's a way of making a kind of parody of the fact that his identity is bound up in her when it doesn't actually, mm-hmm. that doesn't actually mean anything. They don't hang out together. They don't do anything together. They don't have a sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just who he is. Yes, so, indeed, indeed. Yeah. But I just, yeah, it, it, it's, oh, yeah. So I've, I've now started also just thinking about, um, you know, one of the things that's also interesting is like the exclusion of Alan from yeah. like a Marlon the Kids. Alan, <laughs> Michael, Sarah, just the car, can we just talk about the cast for a minute? Oh. First of all, it features so many people from Sex Education, which is it does, interesting. It does, yeah. Fourth season has just come out. Me and Clara yet to watch it, but I think we're going to go back and rewatch all the other seasons first. But yeah. like, first of all, Emma, having Emma Mackey who plays Maeve Wiley for people who don't know in Sex Education as one of the Barbies is so funny because everyone, um, everyone always says that she looks like, um, oh gosh, what? Margot oh Robbie. God. That's the one. Yep. No, it's like, literally the main woman, the main actress of the of the movie. I've forgotten her name. Which everyone says that Emma Mackey and Margot Robbie look identical, but then like when you have them like next door to each other, like they 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 actually don't look that similar. But that's so good. Um, and Shuti Gatwa, I hope I'm saying that correctly, um, mm-hmm. who plays Eric in Sex Education, yeah. is there as well. And he's just oh, and you know what? I'm such a, I'm such a sucker for Connor Swindles, who plays Adam. Oh Gold. yes, like, yeah, he is so good. Like oh, rising God. star at the moment. He's seeing him in everything, but no, he's, he is great as as Aaron, the guy who has (laughs) just the guy at Mattel (laughs) yeah Yeah, absolutely he's like the he's the Alan of the real world in a way he is that he's such an Alan of the real world no his just delivery is is gorgeous like it's it's so good I'm I'm obsessed like oh it's just it's amazing I hope he's in the fourth season of Sex Mm. Education because yeah Yeah. Claire mentioned Mm. that some of the cast do you know who sorry this is a bit off topic from Bobby but I (laughs) Curiously, just need to know who's in there. But we'll, you know, maybe sex yeah, education. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to do sex education. Just, Another just conversation. twist on, on that. Oh, no, too- it's obviously a utopia sex education. A utopia, for <laughs> real, for real. Um, um, yes. But, uh, yeah, so we've got, we've got, you know, amid the sort of things that are dystopian mm. about um, Barbie land, we have got the kind of exclusion of, of Alan because he doesn't fit into the kind of male type which is mm-hmm. being a ken um yes. and we see exactly the same thing with our barbies as well because we have um you know 
all of the mainstream Barbies and then we have Barbies who've been discontinued and of course we have Weird Barbie, the Barbie that got played with too much. Uh, I think I had a Barbie like this and Weird Barbie gets called, first of all she gets called Weird Barbie, uh, behind her back and to her face as they tell us. And you know she doesn't conform with the other Barbies and she's considered mm. ugly and of course um, Margot Robbie's Barbie, our stereotypical Barbie, she mm -hmm. also thinks that, you know, she is she is becoming ugly when yes. evidently so, at no point in the film does she yes. become I mean, ugly. For the listeners who mm. haven't seen the movie, go watch it. <laughs> but yeah, basically, Barbie's running into some problems within the movie. Mm. You know, everything's perfect, but suddenly, you know, she wakes up and things aren't, uh, you know, how, right. how they usually are. And she's, you know, her toast is burned shower's cold and suddenly she's bad she has breath bad breath <laughs> awful honestly like you know everyday problem for modern women isn't it but um uh you know suddenly her feet go flat and this, oh, is, this, yes. is the, this kicks off the plot here and um and she's getting cellulite i think is that, is that she is she gets cellulite so that's right know. cellulite barbie no, and again, Barbie. you know, the moment she starts to, as it were, resemble a, a real woman in any way, mm -hmm. that's shown to be shown to be flawed. Um, yes. So, you know, this this what we know about you know critique of Barbie, I suppose, as a as a doll, as a concept, is being played out there in her sense of self, I suppose, as a as a doll, as stereotypical Barbie, um, and it's also combined with. Um, thoughts about death and general yes, <laughs> general existential indeed. dread um which is equally shocking um although interestingly of course there's like there's the moment when she she suddenly um asks whether anyone else thinks about dying and the whole like yeah. disco freezes <laughs> yeah. but it's only when she talks about um having flat feet that everyone actually starts like fake throwing up yeah and so, on. Yeah. so that's like yeah. worse than sort of this extreme moment of depression or whatever that's mm. hit her mm. uh so you know there's there's all of these things that again you know they're, they're simplified they're sort of extremes but they do create out of something that barbie thinks is a perfect world we the viewer are invited to start questioning it very quickly um i guess over things that look super fun and mm -hmm. um supposed to be like the best day what is the quote it's the best day ever and so is yesterday <laughs> and so is tomorrow and so is the day after tomorrow and even wednesdays and every day from now until forever yes. um you know these superlatives uh which deny the idea that there could be any change for the better and again yes know, it's a indeed. joke it's sort of facetious but it's um is doing a bit more mm. than that. Um, I, mean, I was to ask you about like what you thought because you know, the the movie obviously has this a bit of narrative and capitalism as well. It's mm. like you know, uh, you, you know, kind of said that like uh, you know, you you've, you've written here in some of our notes that success is marked through the accumulation mm. of property, things, and clothes, and also Barbie is an actual institution in the real world is. Yeah this kind of hyper capitalist like you know mm. marketing these dolls and selling and you know kind of obviously barbie is as a as a concept and an actual role model for women in the real yeah. world is you know uh the, the character sasha who's like this this girl in the real world that uh, barbie tracks down he says you've set back the feminist movement by 50 mm. years I mean, what do you think of that yeah i mean i think that this is one of the sort of 
real takeaways from this that I guess the the movie can never quite get to, to grips with insofar as it's got to have like a kind of pro Barbie thing to it to some extent, yes. but it does also raise the the issues with Barbie. Um, I don't. Did you have Barbies? Uh, I always I had like one or two, but mm. I always wanted more. But my dad would always buy me like these like robotic Lego sets. And yeah, I'd, me too. You know, yeah, uh, yeah lots of that. <laughs> Thanks, dad. No, I did. I did enjoy them, and I was very glad my dad pushed me into STEM. Way um, non-binary people in STEM. Um, yeah. But you know, for real. Um, no, I mean, I, I. It was always kind of I had I had one or two, and you know, I had had many a good time with those barbies but um, yeah i mean i was kind yeah. of the same didn't have many but definitely like it was a big thing and the fact that yes, i didn't have many yeah. was was sort of you know a bit i was of a, always a bit of jealous of, yeah, of everyone exactly. else yeah 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 um uh although i did have a my little mermaid which was oh, the best and i think no, maybe its hair so changed good. color or something really? it was awesome yeah See, this is the thing um, is like sure i i am a sucker for that sort of my yeah. barbie's hair changes color yeah i can dress Amazing. her up in three different dresses i'm yeah. sold yeah take exactly. my money, take my money. I, and oh, you awful. know i think that probably i didn't have more because my parents didn't really like the concept not through some yeah. sort of feminist thing but probably just like it's quite adult for small children because we're talking oh, yeah. about really I, young children I, yeah. and no, i don't know whether that was a it thing it was a bit it, it just is like she's just a very like it is you know kind of like she's got this very like classic model kind of like mm. tall skinny woman kind of like obviously physique um which which is like it's a four-year-old playing with this i know at all it is ooh, exactly so nah, i suppose nah. you know one of the things that you know we're therefore saying is obviously like you know there was just like in the barbie land kind of setup it's like mm. you have the uh barbie's dream house and you have all of the stuff you have all of the costumes you have all the different types of barbie and yes. the simple fact is that that is that's kind of projected to children as like a dream. I mean, that's how it's yeah. marketed. You know, that's what you want to have. It was yeah. my experience as a little kid, but I don't think anything's changed. You know, my uh, I have a niece who is just at the age where everybody's getting into Barbies, and mm -hmm. you know, it's probably not something my sister would really normally go for. But at the end of the day, that's it's still the thing. It's still the thing. Yeah, these, it, these it's, kids. Yeah, um, 100%. and yet it's it's all plastic which is not something that gets um kind of directly mm -hmm. talked about but is obviously a problematic aspect of of children's toys it's accumulation of of plastic um and the fact that you know there is so much to collect that you could always buy more um yeah, so just like yeah. your barbie has more stuff so you have yeah. more stuff you have and more stuff i mean it's genius it is yeah it's it a is great, absolutely a and the, you know the marker of your barbie's success is you know the size of her, her dream house and how many you know different Indeed. outfits she has just like you know it, that's the desire for the for the child as well and there's a point at the end where um Gloria, Sasha's mum, suggests that they should have ordinary woman Barbie. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, these these extremes of sort of success, even if we're not very happy with the markers of success, you know, that's a big thing about what all these Barbies are. So um, it, there's probably one more thing that we should say in that line as well, which is um, 
one of the things of course that we don't see is barbie families with children we have midge the discontinued pregnant friend of barbie um Mm. and at the very beginning in the sort of um pastiche uh version of 2001 space odyssey genius um we have all the smashing of baby dolls so you know uh little girls were only able to play mothers and then that was kind of got rid of yes barbie came on the scene but one of the things that we don't see therefore is it's like a complete rejection of motherhood yeah just also again that's the kind of thing is like it, yeah it rejects also a valid choice mm. of like you know barbie's trying to be this new kind of like thing and like mm. you know the kind of marketing of like oh you don't have to be you know this kind of stay at home like kind of wife who's you know looking after the ch- your yeah. children so, if anything so maybe they valid. missed the trick by not making yeah, the kens yeah. stay at home and raise children maybe, literally, because, you know literally. that would fit with the uh, the sort of inversion of patriarchy but yeah uh, uh yeah you know that's something that we're sort of uh probably come back to but i do think it's one of the sort of dystopian aspects that kind of um uh again sort of taking away those those ideas about uh uh womanhood um and it's something that uh gloria talks about later on there are positive things about barbie land i think we should highlight um mm. there are all of these positive friendships between women and oh, i think absolutely. that that is affirming insofar as you know there's this real reputation yeah. especially for kind of uh, powerful women that they can only become successful by basically stabbing other women in the back and uh, yeah. so and it tries to reject that which um, yeah. uh, i suppose is a good thing um and also like when the women speak about their achievements in the nobel prize ceremony <laughs> um mm. uh they do speak about their achievements in a positive way although again is it actually taken to an extreme to mirror kind of the difference between men and women in the stereotype that men will say oh yes i take credit for everything i did it was all me and women mm. are like oh no i'm so don't deserve this um oh, you know, yeah. it's kind of playing with that so um oh, yeah it's a positive yeah. but is it um, yeah yeah no so... I, don't, I didn't even notice that that was such like a i don't know i, I yeah i mean yeah, there are definitely some really good. Like I, I even know I, in terms of like especially the the like women's friendships, the betrayal mm. within that and like Barbie Land is is really like I've I've met women and like you know I have like some older friends who have said that oh that they find other women in their workplace like almost like a threat and all. I was like yeah. wow, you know these are people that I like know really well and like I'm sure it's just kind of like it, it's definitely just an internalized misogyny sort of thing where that's been mm. like ingrained and in, ingrained in someone and it's like oh I don't know it's just mad that I mean even I catch myself sometimes just being a bit like oh god like I you know like what am I thinking like this is such like an internalized misogyny mm. like I've never thought that specifically like I find it such a comfort to have other like women and AFAB people in, in the workplace like it is I it, I find it more intimidating to be surrounded. Uh, I think I mean I was at a university lecture the other day where they were talking about like research talks and one of it was a woman-led lab, but it was a woman-led lab where out of her team of like six people, six seven people, there was one other woman in it, and they were all other, like I, I mean I don't know maybe that's just like genuinely like the best of the the bunch was just like these other men and like you know she chose these people to work in a lab whatever but I was a bit like oh god that would be 
quite an intimidating mm. workplace to be the only kind of woman there yeah I don't know I, I mean it's all it's all very curious and like it was I mean it still sounded like they were doing really great research anyway but um <laughs> yeah I mean all, uh, the points you make there I think you know are are really valid and in some ways we could kind of gloss over if it didn't come up you know later in the uh mm. the film I do think yeah you know relationships between women are are good in Barbie land until they're not like until the rejection of weird Barbie and the discontinued oh, yeah. Barbies and things like that. Oh, so it's kind of like within a type. Um, but you know, trying to find some positives uh, no, inside uh, Barbie land. So should we move on to the real world? Yes. Sorry, okay. We'll then you must <laughs> let's get in our car and then we must get mm. on our, was it a rocket and oh, a oh, boat? Gosh. Yeah, there's a car- this... camper van. Oh, yeah. Uh, I put them in the um, wrong order. We'd never get to Barbie. Was there a, jet- was there a ski? There was a, not a ski, but like mm, a. Something a like snow. that, isn't there? Or a, a speedboat or something. What's and then, that? of course. <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, go on. <laughs> rollerblades. You must have your oh, rollerblades. Of course. As Ken literally as Ken always has his rollerblades with him. No, um, so true. So, Barbie is told that. There has been a rift in the space-time continuum caused by um, the connection of uh, bad thoughts happening with somebody, the sadness of the person who is playing with her, uh, who yes. she assumes will be a child, uh, but a child, actually yeah. turns out to Some be... Some pretty deep thoughts for a child. Mother. Like, yeah, you know, imagine, I mean, I don't know when I really gained consciousness as a child myself, <laughs> but I think having, like, what's the word, existential crises <laughs> and, like you know thoughts of death as a five-year-old it may be on the extreme end so I'm yeah (laughs) (laughs) let's hope so um but anyway so this is why Barbie must go to the real world and she does this with Ken um and what this does effectively for kind of our discussion purposes is that it looks at our world but it looks at it through a certain lens the lens of somebody who's coming from uh, a world where as barbie says you know, everything is everything is the opposite and so she's starting to see things for the first time that we perhaps take for granted living in the world as it is even if like the real world's a little bit of an extreme version um so i mean what did you notice about her first experiences of the the real world. I mean, obviously, well, I was, I was saying this to Claire before we started the episode. I think the least realistic part about the whole entire thing, you know, I was, I was happy with the suspension of disbelief up until the point that they got to LA and they were skating through, like, what was it? Was it is it called Miami Beach? No. What is it? I don't know. It's some sort of beach in LA. I might have just made that up. I don't know much is about it. Is it Venice LA. Beach? I can't remember. Venice Beach. Oh, it might God, be. I don't, I don't know. I haven't been anyways, to LA either. Anyways, the point is... <laughs> They were skating through and they were getting all these funny looks like they were the most like, you know, looked people look mm. there. And there's, yeah. they're just dressed as some sort of like, what is it? 80s kind of 80s, like. Like a neon 80s, number. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, nah, they would fit right <laughs> in on the beaches of LA. I don't know why everyone's giving them funny looks. That is probably what you'd see every day down there. But that's that was where I was like losing the I was losing losing it a bit. But no, um, obviously they go straight in with the kind of like you know it's kind of like all these men are leering at Mm. at barbie whilst Mm. ken on the other hand is is just loving it he's just like wow like getting like skating down the street or i mean obviously i think he does get a couple of funny looks because i think the way that they're both dressed is quite well for ken you could consider it quite camp yeah see this is i think one of the things that really interests me about this because on the one hand there's like the objectification of 
um barbie um and the fact that she's not comfortable with all of these men looking at her and then like i think the most important bit is when she says that she's getting an undertone of violence yeah in the way she's being looked at and ken says you know he doesn't get any of that um <laughs> yeah and so that obviously tells us something about the sort of different type of gaze between the male gaze and the female yeah. gaze and the the violence inherent in the first but then it also made me think as you said you know he's he's fitting some sort of camp stereotype so if yeah. we just take that a step further into kind of um maybe kind of um more sort of feminine gay men um or um people who don't conform because of their gender presentation or whatever mm. then actually they're not safe so i wondered whether there was a little bit of a simplification of that idea that simply being a man makes you safe i mean not um, at all i mean we know like there's obviously like negative effects of the patriarchy for both men and women mm, you know exactly talking about like men's mental health and their, their like the expectations that you know there are mm. of them is you know, that has negative impacts on like both on everyone like the pa yeah. the patriarchy is not good we know that that's basically what the whole side film's about but I think it does, yeah. It comes up a bit, doesn't it, when Ken can't really kind of cope with it. But, um, of course, there's also quite a lot of the idea of the patriarchy being something that's reasonably sort of viewed as something quite stupid. It's connected with sort of stupidity. I mean, starting from the fact, obviously, that uh, Ken thinks it's about um, uh, the rule of <laughs> men and horses. Uh, in fact, he thinks it's probably mostly about horses. And, you know, it oversimplifies those kind of male interests down into, you know, like the fact that he, he uh, when Barbie is bundled into a car that looks like an FBI car and taken off to uh, Mattel, um, then uh, he's like, oh, I'd like that car. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's his priority and so on. Um, so, yeah, you know, there is it's a it's a it's an extreme stereotype of that. Yes. Um, um, but uh so some other things that we might draw out you talked about kind of like that first scene this the, the the skating and the objectification and the really quite sort of horrific but again also perfectly common way that um barbie is talked to um by the men at the building site because she goes to a building site thinking you'll be full mm. of women on their lunch hour. yes um lunch hour. uh and she gives that absolutely um brilliant response about um i think i'm picking up on some entendre and some of it's uh, double uh, <laughs> and, so i just want good. to let you know that i do not have a vagina <laughs> <laughs> but um uh yeah you know there's again this sort of stereotyping of, of a certain type of male interaction with with women which we hope we don't see from you know not all men and and so on and so forth yeah. but we know is absolutely a kind of um uh cultural standard um and it's taken from the kind of like space of the sort of public encounters through to um the different um uh sort of uh, civic spaces that um uh, that ken starts to to sort of find out about oh uh, yes his, oh his, which is 
a brilliant compilation just one of my favorites it's so good like just a bit like I just want to I always just reference the bit where you know he watches he's like in the sort of office building and he he watches these men having a conversation and uh, maybe like some a woman who works in this building comes up to them and they and they like theatrically Mm -hmm. sort of like you know (laughs) kind of silence her with a finger and it and it's hilarious and he recreate and it, you know the, the camera cuts to to Ryan Gosling and he recreates it and it's hilarious and I just I constantly I, I think I'll be like walking down the street with my friends and I'm like oh like yeah I, yeah I need to tie my shoe and I get them to to like hold my coat or something about but they like they're always like Marsha you do the exact same thing or just like you just give it to us <laughs> like that like and I'm like oh no I am I am having my Ken moment you know yeah, I, yeah. I'm living it up quite which is closely followed by uh, we're going to make a lot of money we are officially <laughs> imported <laughs> um, so, uh, no, yeah and you know it gives ken these ideas that you know what he sees is mm-hmm. that just because he's a man he should be treated a certain way yeah and so even though that doesn't play out when he goes around trying to get a job um saying i'm a man so you should give me this job like, uh, no you don't have any qualifications uh he can't even do beach because he's <laughs> not it's our job yeah um but he's still he's still like looked at the world and seen a world in which men get respect which of course he doesn't get in barbie land and that you know that's something that's a problem but it manifests for him in getting all the books out of the library about the patriarchy and also about horses as well but um (laughs) so So um but yeah so it's kind of like a, a a version of our reality as seen through the eyes of somebody who's never seen it before um yes. and i think that it's an important moment when he um uh as i write down the the quote i can't remember but he um uh, ken goes to speak to um uh, about getting a job and he says you know you're not you're not doing patriarchy very well and the businessman <laughs> says oh we're doing patriarchy well yeah we just we're hide just it hide better it. now and <laughs> um, so, so you know good. completely uh you know looking at the way in which um i don't know the the tokenism and public face of um uh equality and diversity within the workplace really um manifests no um, 100%. I, I just think it is just it's it is brilliant and it's just like again the way that ryan gosling plays the character <laughs> is just so well done it's incredible mm. but no i i uh, it's just it, it's it's brilliant and uh, like it is just that it is that just assumption where he just goes around and asks for jobs and it's the bit i think it's the bit with the doctor where he's like when he's like Oh, can I get a job here? Can I like go into the surgical room? She's like, no. And then he's like, can I get a coffee? And she, and she's like, no. Like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's just oh, it's yeah. so brilliant. It's yeah. so brilliant. Uh, so he's getting that experience, and then Barbie's mm. getting a different experience because Barbie gets packed off to Mattel. But before yes. that happens to her, of course, she does meet Sasha. Um, Sasha, uh, yeah. the her 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 owner the the girl who plays with her when Sasha was a child and we get some of the stuff that we've touched on earlier but this idea that Barbie expects to be the favorite toy the one who told girls that they could be absolutely anything and Sasha yes. has this completely opposite uh yeah view of what Barbie um Barbie is so um you know I'm feeling uh yeah, a lot of affinity with with Sasha um yes, especially you know her 
all black clothing and so on, which <laughs> is rather more my wardrobe than Barbie. Um, but um, yeah, so so Sasha's version of of her attitude to Barbie. What do we think about um, about her encounter? I mean, I love Sasha as a representation of like as like woke youth culture. Yeah. Like, I I, abs- I absolutely love it. Like I think it's hilarious and it's so it's just jokes. It's it's brilliant. It's just so Gen Z and I think that's <laughs> I, I feel very represented and like obviously it's like a it's like a it's the joke is on us. The joke is on me and my generation. But um no I, I think Sasha's like a like this the film kind of plays up you know this it, it's so weird that Mattel is involved in this film but it yeah. has such a weird narrative about like yeah. you know it, it it talks about capitalism and like mm. um Barbie and like just the kind of like issues within the corporate world and like the, mm. the joke about the fact that the whole like the board for Mattel is all men it yeah. is hilarious and and what's what's the quote what's the quote what's the quote um the bit about women of the oh gosh where have we got it written down? Oh, it's oh, it's. I think it's under the patriarchy bit down at the bottom. Oh, okay, uh, wait, one minute. Um, have you have, come on, uh, have you got da, it? Da, 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 <laughs> cut this bit out. Oh uh, yeah, we'll just cut this. Uh, oh, here we go. Yes, uh, women are the freaking foundation of this very long phallic <laughs> building. <laughs> It's, it's one of the like great that, quotes. That's so good and it's so funny. But why is this why is this company involved in the movie? Like what do they what they are obviously gonna make mad sales. They're like I yeah. know But what that's that's so weird that they've literally thrown their own com- like company under the bus for like these other like, I know. And is it because they can the do it in such an extreme yeah. way as to sort of just, suggest, like, you know, this is unbelievable it feels like a new stage of like marketing and capitalism Mm. i'm so like they have worked out the like their they have pinned their target Mm. audience down to a t and people are still buying into it like i know there is obviously a worrying sort of spin-off from this that you know mattel's got another 45 of its toys or something that they're making film plans around or something like that i read in the news so yeah we do i suppose we have to be cautious about the agenda behind this but you know creating jokes at your own expense i suppose you know could be worse in terms of uh, in terms of the way of doing it but certainly what we what we see is this idea that the the barbie's view of things that um these toys are empowering to to women is a narrative that has been invented by the um all-male board um uh the ceo um who is excellent uh will farrell kind of uh doing a great job there um but saying things like what do you think of sparkle what do you think of after that female agency um, you know completely sort of like undermining the whole idea that this is in any way actually to benefit women um and sasha of course gives the sort of active experience of that um when she um uh gives her view of of barbie um uh which is um essentially one that is entirely negative um she calls her a professional bimbo she says barbie's all about (laughs) sexualized capitalism unrealistic physical ideals uh making people feel bad about themselves Mm. um and she calls her a fascist yes Um, yeah this is the thing is just like it yeah this is where the kind of movie brings in its own like self-commentary on what barbie you know has you know to an extreme 
maybe a bit of in a hyperbolic sense done for that for women and you know it's I mean that's true like I think as a child I played with Barbies and was like god this why don't I look like this exactly yeah yeah you know and the fact that they later on in the film they'll they'll uh introduce the the um uh it's not a Barbie but another of the the dolls that um had the 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 growing up breasts that like pumped Mm. up (laughs) you know Uh, it's really really like not comfortable stuff yeah it's weird Um, yeah so you know uh I think that all of that is valid and I think that's what we're seeing is all of these different viewpoints which in many ways and each one of them is kind of incomplete but Sasha's does give us, I think, a you know, a very genuine sort of view of some of the, the issues. Um so the Mattel board um are keen to put Barbie back in her box, which of course is a metaphor yes. so, for putting women back in yeah. the box. I'm mean, um, I was curious when they put her back in the box, what actually happened. What would happen like, there? That that I don't know. I think it was a metaphor more than it was like an explanation <laughs> for how, what this did yeah. about the whole rift in in yeah. uh, uh, space. Uh, although it does give us the opportunity to say that like no one ever cared about Ken when they're worrying about what's happening. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, yeah, a good a so good funny. moment there. Um, However, what does happen to Ken um, while Barbie is running away in a sort of complete sort of French farce style escape from Mattel, where the whole board is proved to be totally stupid. It's just so (laughs) such a good scene. Again, the music is amazing. I I am I'm in love with that soundtrack. They have Tame Impala on it as well. What? It's very good, the whole soundtrack, I have to say. Really cleverly used. So um, yeah. But uh, while we've got these kind of men in the boardroom being portrayed as uh, and again you know this is this is a stereotype to say that there aren't men on boards who i'm sure there must be some middle-aged cishet white men on boards who are actually you know good at their jobs uh one wouldn't want to uh, make broad sweeping assumptions but they take the idea of kind of you know you're there because you are a certain type of person and that's why you're on a board and they're shown to be like completely incompetent at everything including getting out of their own building um so um yeah there we are but ken has taken this model this amazing idea he's come across called the patriarchy and he has gone back to barbie land with the intention of turning it into kendom um <laughs> so this kind of leads us on to our third dystopia um which is what happens when barbie land becomes um kendom so yes. this in many ways is much easier for us to see when the men are doing it to the women than it was when we saw the yes. women doing it to the men and i no, suppose definitely. again that's challenging our expectations our um sort of ingrained expectations around um gender roles but again it's pretty extreme objectification of women and removing them from uh, any kind of autonomy um mm-hmm. so what do we think of kendom okay well 
you know the what's the mojo dojo casa house <laughs> uh, that's uh that's where i want to be uh that's my dream home you know all the, only has, all the only has a mini fridge though only you has a only, mini fridge. only just fit a six yeah i mean to be fair i'm in i'm in student accommodation and i get <laughs> half similar. a shelf to myself yeah. so i'm i'm already living that lifestyle Claire. don't you worry don't you i'm used to that's it right. I, I am in the mojo dojo casa house um but uh no i yeah, I think I mean it's again it's funny it's really well mm-hmm. done um and it's oh just just yeah it's I think the the bit about the horses is amazing especially <laughs> yeah. when at, at the end he goes oh I actually kind of lost interest in the patriarchy when I realized it wasn't all about horses and I was like yeah yeah I mean obviously it's it's a hyperbolic reflection of what mm-hmm. our world somewhat is um and it like it's you know the kind of i'm just curious how like the brainwashing of the other barbies went down like i want to see the setup that's the uh, confirmation i I want to see that's gee i mean obviously one of the things i suppose the film is trying to say in a very crude way is this idea that you know there's a a sort of uh when something becomes a dominant narrative um that is completely convincing and they talk about the idea that there's a sort of unfounded logic to patriarchy um Uh and that you know you can basically you can just it can just become your only set of expectations yes there's um a sort of uh, issue i suppose with this idea that you know um by use of um kind of just saying this is how it's you know how it should be it makes perfect sense um and you do hear this kind of you know implied narrative i think still this idea really? that you know well yeah i think so yeah. that this well certainly insofar as well i don't know women have caring qualities so they should do caring work including mm. the care for children and for um uh for uh the elderly and so on they should be you know they should stay at home with their kids fathers can't do that i think that's yeah. still still you know it's it's the same thing it might be a little bit now so, yeah i think it's it's interesting because it like um the list is as as being someone in a relationship like the, i've had i've actually had this thought of like I wouldn't say my dream is to be looking after someone else or being kind of like, you know, like a stay at home parent or whatever. But it's like I still get the like I'm kind of battling this inclination to to just be like caring for my partner. Mm. Like and then I'm like, but like, obviously, I want to do that. And I love doing that for Mm. someone else. You know, it's it's a show of love is how you treat that you care for someone. And like my, you know, my partner does the same thing for me. But then I'm like, oh, how much of this is like ingrained in me as my mum taught me to learn how to cook for when I get a husband or to like know how to like wash up clothes for my husband or how to Mm. clean a house. For my husband, as as I yeah. say, husband, I'm putting this in air quotes, but lovely air quotes, um, yes. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, you're right. I think that it does become it does become uh, ingrained in us, um, mm. and you know, I suppose that's the thing that about the playing with dolls thing that you know, even if it's presented as a totally false narrative, there is something about this idea that if under fives are only playing with baby dolls, then they're placed in a position of motherhood rather than anything else if they play with Mm -hmm. dolls that um, allow them to or in fact any other toy that allow them to be the doctor or 
uh, uh, the lawyer or whatever it might be, then it, of course it opens up those those uh, sort of avenues. But of course, it, yeah, it plays out throughout our our lives, I suppose, in terms mm, of mm. what we what we see. And I suppose I hope that you know, for every generation, like your generation, might be a step further removed from it, maybe than my yes. generation um, is, um, because you know, it's my it would be my parents' generation who are the ones who, um, you know, have very kind of separated gender roles in terms of kind of the house and things like that. That started to change in kind of my pet generation and your parents' generation and so on. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully it improves again. But we know it's very, very slow. You know, glacial speed, I think, is how the uh, Fawcett Society describes this kind of progress. Oh, really? Like, um, you know, like the fact that there are... Um, three to two in terms of um senior positions in companies for example men to women so it's very very slow moving um in terms of that change it's been like that for a very long time even really even with systems in place so you know there's all of these kind of issues i mean one of the things that i think we should raise because i think it's one of the jokes that for me falls flat Mm. well it's not really a joke it's a comment um in the film which is this defenselessness against the patriarchy if you don't have the tools to resist it which gets compared with um the 15th century and indigenous people not being able to fight off smallpox because they don't have the defense yeah it's an interesting Uh, commentary yeah exactly so i just wanted to raise it because we are saying a lot about this idea that you know a lot of this film is about education against something so that you can learn to recognize it to fight it to bring about change mm. mm-hmm. that is not really a very sensitive or, or helpful comparison yeah, i thought not really. so not um as yeah. two white people discussing this i just thought <laughs> that we should probably yes, should just just, just out, note but... that we are aware yeah, that this has but... upset many indigenous people watching this yes, film um, however moving on to other things about kendom that's right Mm -hmm. so uh the kens of course have uh they're basically saying that they're setting everything up so that it's for the Mm -hmm. advancement of of men for um and the women are objectified insofar as it's not just that they're doing their jobs and also caring for the kens but they've basically been reduced to kind of air-head women who don't have any opinions on anything and um wear sort of sexy little dresses and serve cocktails and um, <laughs> that sort of thing hand around the beers oh, and that's up the brewskis as they say that's right yeah like, exactly what's the brewski i don't understand what that bit is from anyways uh, we might be too british maybe, <laughs> but, maybe. Um, you know that's again this is obviously taking it to an extreme but it's it's I suppose it's, it's trying to make a point, isn't it, that this is this is an idealized male world if you take it under the rules of the patriarchy. Mm. Um, but it's also the sort of tools by which the women start to fight back. So when we do get Sasha and Gloria and Barbie back in Barbie land, they go to Weird Barbie and at Weird Barbie's house are also all the other kind of discontinued reject barbies um and they start trying to like de-brainwash them from this, yes uh, oh situation. i love 
this bit so good <laughs> you know so it's all this kind of what what are they doing they're kind of like de-brainwashing I think so Gloria the mother of Sasha you mm. know they both come to Barbie world and they help you know take back Barbie land <laughs> and um yeah so I think Gloria goes on to have like a she basically goes on multiple kind of like monologues about you mm-hmm. know her experience as a woman yeah and I think she's Latina as well if that's correct and like yes, that. so, that's I mean, right. the yeah. with all that um you know it's it's all very interesting but um yeah the intersectionality I think they it feels a bit tokenistic it's still but yeah, there a bit tokenistic, is but... an awareness I suppose there's an awareness which I suppose I think for a Hollywood film yeah I mean there's, yeah. Like, they, there's only so much they can really do and one hour and what like yeah no, or I like two hours that's or true. something we can't like, we can't say that you can fight every battle you can't and, yeah uh yeah I mean, and it's not there's uh, an awareness of it yeah yeah exactly um i think that that is that is something that they're at least endeavoring to do and no, yeah, yeah she gives she gives this very powerful yes. um speech it is literally impossible to be a woman you are so beautiful and so smart and it kills me that you don't think you're good enough. Like, we have to always be extraordinary. But somehow we're always doing it wrong. <laughs> you have to be thin but not too thin. And you can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy but also you have to be thin. You have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you can't squash other people's ideas. You're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids all the damn time. You have to be a career woman, but also always be looking out for other people. You have to answer for men's bad behavior, which is insane, but if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. You're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be a part of the sisterhood, but always stand out and always be grateful. But never forget that the system is rigged, so find a way to acknowledge that, but also always be grateful. You have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard, it's too contradictory, and nobody gives you a medal or says thank you. And it turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. I'm just so tired of watching myself and every single other woman tie herself into knots so that people will like us. And if all of that is also true for a doll, just representing a woman, then I don't even know. We know mm. that this is obviously something she's been struggling with. That's why she was drawing silly like Barbie and causing yes. a rift in the sort yes. of, uh, fabric of uh, the world. Um, but you're right. This is then like this is what they realise is actually going to make the difference. And it makes a difference to Barbie first, actually, before we get on to the other Barbies that get de-brainwashed. Um, because she realises that this is actually like... Um, uh, 
something that she can she can actually do something about i suppose um because we've seen this i suppose we could see this one of the things that i think works very well the arc of um of barbie's self-awareness um where she goes from saying she doesn't want anything to change to saying that um she uh says i hope one of the more leadership oriented barbies does something about it so this kind of sense of disempowerment that you can't affect change you have to get somebody else to do it you're too small too inadequate um through to the kind of appreciation of what gloria has just um said and um recognizing the um the fact that there is this cognitive dissonance and you the moment you acknowledge it then you remove the power of the patriarchy uh yeah. which is then going to be their plan for for saving all of these barbies yeah so indeed. you know a great kind of arc and again talking about intersectionality sasha does call her white savior barbie mm -hmm. um and there is at least some acknowledgement that actually yeah, the power yeah. in this lies with gloria not with barbie mm -hmm. but this takes us to, as you say, this brilliant montage yes. of decoys oh, to so distract Ken. <laughs> so, in our education, what are all the ways to get men to um, uh, <laughs> to be distracted? Course. You the classic. There's lots of bits on the mansplaining. Oh, I just, I just <laughs> loved it, and, and they made such like. I think there was a bit on music where they they referenced this band called The Fall, who my boyfriend is obsessed with. They're one of his favorites. That's <laughs> the only reason I know about it is because he told me about them, and I was like, I. I'm Barbie in this movie. That is me. I'm living that lifestyle. I'm like, oh my god, am, am I? The, this is a bit. I am the joke. This is that's. I, I thought it's hilarious. Don't worry. I exactly felt like you know having a boyfriend sitting playing guitar and like uh, singing uh, singing Matchbox uh, Twenty songs to me <laughs> is exactly Make was true stop. like twenty years ago. And I was I was you know it, I was completely sucked in by this. This oh, was just god. you know. <laughs> Um, but so you know, it bad. is, isn't it? It's like explaining songs, yes. it's explaining how Photoshop oh works. My God. No, I've literally, I've just lived it. <laughs> I've lived it. That's why it hits. So I have literally lived it. It's so bad. It's so yeah. bad. That's why it's so close to home. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, can you explain the complete plot of The Godfather and oh talk over God. the entire <laughs> film? Oh, it's just. I mean, it is very so funny, but it's also just, oh yeah, it is a bit close it's to home, so isn't it? so close to home. Like, but that's, it's just, it is so funny. It's so funny. Because it's just, like, again, I, just, I wish I was a man and I wish I could watch this movie and be like, <laughs> I hope I'd understand it to the same <laughs> To the same level that like do you think I you wouldn't go that. home and play your guitar to your girlfriend oh god oh god no I, I, i'd literally hope i'd be so i mean even my like even just my male friends do it anyway like they're just like not even just just they just sit down grab my guitar without even asking me and start like plinking away like yeah. no thank you i mean um, it's it's cleverly done as far as you know is. uh ken sort of says you know um uh now we let let me play my guitar at you and then yes. it's like four hours on the yeah. screen so, yeah. um, no, playing. but i think this is the smart thing is they it's almost set them set the kens up against themselves this is yes. the downfall of the kens yeah. is you know it's the the competition that they feel mm -hmm. from other so yeah. what you know, what ken ryan gosling ken feels uh, competition mm -hmm. against the other kens from from yeah from that so you it's it, that's such an interesting kind of setup and like mm -hmm. the fact that that's you know I, I, and this I it's really interesting as well like 
because I, I have a lot of male friend group like friend friends and like and but I also have lots of lots of female friends I think I, I'm quite evenly split but my main mm -hmm. friend group at home it was more male than it was female but you know it, it's just it's this thing of like feeling threatened by the like mm. uh, I, and it's also this very heteronormative thing like I yeah like as a bisexual person like I'm like I'm just because my boyfriend's friends mm. with another man or friends mm. with another like you know mm. another woman well my boyfriend uh, my boyfriend's straight I don't know it's all complicated mm. but you know, that's, you know that's all gender and identity politics yeah. that we'll talk about another time but um you know, I just, yeah, exactly. It's just so interesting that it's like the competition. And this is one of the quotes that um, Gloria says is, yeah, so you're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not, not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten yeah. other women because you're supposed to be part of the sisterhood. And this yeah. is the thing is just like, oh, it's all, oh, literally. I have, again, have lived it. It's just, you know, and, yeah. and this is such, I'm such an advocate of just like trying to get out of that mindset of like, you know, it, it, friendships are just as important as like any sort of run and people shouldn't be threatened by like you know I yeah. don't know it's just ah uh, it's it's so I, interesting it shows you I think that one of the things about Kendom is it really brings out the way that patriarchy is dangerous to to men to as men. well yeah. um um as to other genders I mean it's played out obviously to some extent in the original Barbie land, you know, uh, Ken is obviously there's a rivalry, um, rivalry you know, yeah. because uh, other Ken is so cool, he thinks. Um, but it actually Which is can't slightly pick... also homoerotic. <laughs> it we is, say. yeah. I mean, you know, they don't go explicitly down any of these no, sort of roads, um, I suppose, because there's it's this the elimination of sexuality. But yeah. Um, yeah, but you're absolutely right. You know, this uh, it's completely there, and it did actually made me think that uh, when we were talking again, Fight Club, um, <laughs> we were talking about Brad Pitt wearing the sort of seventies fur. Yes. collar coat and then yeah. Ryan Gosling is wearing like that coat in the yeah. second part of Barbie as well so um yeah it's completely the same uh same sort of bromance elements coming in but once it's Kendom that's the first time that it actually breaks into violence you know okay it's ridiculous camp violence uh with tennis rackets and things like that <laughs> but they go to war with the other Kens because they're jealous of um you know the Barbies have made them jealous by yes. by texting, uh, you know, their friends or saying that you know, saying hi to another Ken or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that results, as I say, in this this sort of violent act, which again is playing with this this idea that you know patriarchy can bring out the worst ideas of masculinity as well, um, even under the circumstances of these really generally quite unmasculine um, Kens, by and large. Um, and we should remember as well that it's not totally binary because Alan, as a queer man type guy mm. oh, he yes. is he is there with the barbies oh, um and as are as are the 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 reject kens um, sugar daddy ken and sugar whatever ken. whatever the other weird ken was oh, um, uh, so. i can't believe those were real that's mad uh, that's so mad yeah so there we go we've got i suppose quite a lot here that is about this idea that education um is the way to kind of open people's eyes to their situation yeah. um but of course also we've got this sort of uh feeling that oh you know the kens will turn on themselves and therefore you know you can use sort of 
a patriarchy against itself, which I'm not sure I'm so convinced by, but it's uh, clearly uh, yeah. played out in the film. Cool. Okay, so shall we finish by talking about the very end where Barbie eventually chooses reality once yes. things are restored in Barbie? Yeah, land. yeah. Very so, like Matrix reference vibes. Like obviously yeah. with weird Barbie, there's the bit with the yeah. the like beautiful heel and the like yeah. really shit sandal. Like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks oh. representing uh, reality oh. over stilettos. That's right. <laughs> um, but. Uh, um, Although also I thought a beautiful point about kind of women wearing heels that Barbie realising like if she had actually not got like yeah. heel shaped feet heel she would feet, yeah. she wouldn't wear heels. She would not wear um, heels no. But uh yeah, so there's there's something there's two things I think I kind of feel about the end. One is the fact that uh the Kens are too busy fighting each other to um uh actually um change the constitution which was their mm -hmm. plan um it was going to be like kind of a men's takeover um and in the end you know the, the women vote uh to to keep their constitution as it is yes. and they make small allowances towards the kens sort of saying that they can uh, you know have a have a lower judicial position uh, so they can't be on the supreme court that's um, so funny oh and i want to say also just to point out that that there is that parallel to mattel is that fact that it's like a, a, an all like yeah. women's like like yeah, senate exactly but then and, yeah you know the narrator says uh you know that this is the start of a process and mm. at the end of it men will have or the kens will have the same rights as or they'll reach the same kind of levels of of parity as um women do in the real world mm. so you know again we're asked a question over um where are the problems here this is not going to be it's a slightly improved version of barbie land but it's certainly not uh solved all its problems because no the world hasn't solved all its problems yeah um of equality and so on so so that's a kind of um a part of it uh ken is reminded uh you know something we saw about right at the beginning that uh that he he must find himself he must find his own uh identity you know uh what is it <laughs> ken is me uh is me. <laughs> um but uh but barbie no longer really um, fits within everything as you said there's a kind of matrix moment we have um uh the uh the idea of the creator's intervention um mm. and so on and i think largely because we're sort of shown that barbie land can never really admit real emotional experience whereas barbie has had all of that in reality i think that's the kind yeah. of thing that differentiates her and so she becomes essentially a real girl um <laughs> So what did you think about that ending? Yeah, I mean, I think we talked a bit before about how unsure about, you know, the final kind of note on where she goes to the gynecologist, if that's correct. Yeah, yeah. So this is, I don't know, maybe this is me, you know, on the one hand, I was like, oh, that's funny. And then I was like, yeah. no, it's not. It's I'm just not, a weird I, place. <laughs> I totally agree. I think it's an interesting place. I think it's just for the bit. I think it is just yeah. to get some like a final laugh out of the audience. But I mean, it's yeah. an interesting note to end on. Like, I agree. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, because there's this really powerful moment with the like, obviously, where the creator of Barbie like mm -hmm. comes along, and and this is where I, I learned that Barbara Barbie is short for Barbara. I didn't yeah. know this. You know, learn something new every day. Um, 
but you know and it, I, I again I shed a tear as I said at the beginning mm. of, the, of this episode it, it, I, I thought it was really beautiful very powerful but um, again Billie Eilish like on the soundtrack so good very good mm. but um, yeah I don't know after that I was just like wow this is such <laughs> such like again it's just a U-turn of like you've had this like amazing powerful moment and then it's like back to the <laughs> back to the comedy like, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, exactly I'm then I was like okay this is like the final sort of thing that you're leaving us with um, but you know, I I agree with you, but I also thought it was it was a good laugh. I did have a yeah, laugh. exactly. And I have you know, I have to say, it made you know, it did make me sort of smile and say, for as you know, obviously we've had kind of uh, jokes about uh, Barbie's lack of genitals uh, right mm. the way through, yes. um, and you know, there's something empowering about the idea that you know she's she's. Uh, looking yeah. after her own female health yeah. and uh, she's allowed to be a sexual being which she wasn't uh, able to previously and that's yes. kind of empowering uh, possibly reclaiming some ideas about potential motherhood which has you know, been uh, yeah. uh, overlooked oh, yeah. as a valid choice but then it also made me think well it's just reductionist of making women into basically um, you know you're defined by whether you have a vulva or not, which seems mm. to me to be a very problematic idea about womanhood. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. But as you say, it's a comedy. I am maybe <laughs> over serious <laughs> in my kind of uh, Analysis. attitude. To yeah. this, so, uh, no, I don't know. I think it's a valid thing to just like have mm. a thought, think about, to be honest. But mm. yeah, no, I don't know. No, I, I mean, I think I think it was empowering, like a set. I don't know. I guess like it's just, yeah. I honestly, I can see both sides of it. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's fair. I think there is like the one thing that the movie. Well, no, there's a bunch of things that the movie is missing. Obviously, like mm-hmm. the intersectionality of like race within feminism, mm-hmm. but also just like queerness and yeah. where trans women sit in this exactly and, like, where, you know it's very you know, binary in terms very of binary like gender. there's no and no yeah there's no kind of intersectionality of like gender and, mm-hmm. and sexuality yeah. like i just i mean I, you know again it's a movie that's about two hours long i think I yeah know, and it's about dolls that it's about dolls pre-exist so i suppose you know there is a limitation placed on it by yeah exactly decision so, to work within that framework i'm not sat here being like god i can't believe they didn't go into mm. this like because they mm. were because if even if they did it would have just been a little like sprinkle a little touch on it and then yeah and then we'd have said it was tokenism so yeah, token- yeah so exactly like there is no they were could not have won so a fair play to them i think but i think also like greta gerwig has you know is is a brilliant director and i'm sure she's directing the new narnia films How i know about that? i am excited but then i'm basically excited about anything to do with narnia so yeah that's you know. very true very yeah. true um yeah. excited no it's very exciting uh big expectations those <laughs> films have huge nostalgia from myself and a lot of other people yep so I don't know. I'm excited for the whimsy. I'm in a very whimsical <laughs> mood, mood, so better, better deliver. But indeed. You know. Well, I think I said to you before that you're probably far too young to remember the original BBC series, but it's yes. amazing. Oh, the I people in the beaver costumes and the outfits oh of the beaver retriever team oh who had God. to come in every time a beaver went over sideways because they couldn't get back up again. <laughs> Oh, people no. in the beaver it's amazing oh, it's amazing it's so oh my funny. god oh, <laughs> it, it is that. it is adorable but okay. uh yeah there we go right. so... last recommendation <laughs> yes yeah everybody find the original bbc the original. uh narnia series i'm gonna have to get um, on it yeah so good okay so what do we think is the takeaway message 
about societies. It's what we always try and do at the end, usually, therefore. Oh, yeah. Trying to minimise everything into a sort of sentence. Oh, God. Oh, no, that's so hard. I mean, it's such a good movie. I, I loved it. I loved it. I will be coming back to that one. But, um, gee, it's no, like, feminism in it. Um... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's brilliant. That's Leave it there. <laughs> I guess one thing I'd like to sort of say that I think works really well is this idea of kind of nobody is unable to affect change you if you educate yourselves you open your eyes and you want to see the world as becoming something different mm. you don't have to be special you have the capacity to do that so stereotypical yes, barbie yeah. thinks that she's basically one thing she's there yes. to be beautiful and therefore she doesn't have any other capacity and Indeed. yet of course by being educated by gloria and by her encounters with the real world yeah. and by her own self-development she then brings around something that empowers other women and mm -hmm. uh you know and makes mm -hmm. barbie land a somewhat better place ultimately so you know that for me is a really strong takeaway from this film um as well as just like nobody is just ken that too nobody's just ken of course he <laughs> is kenoff so exactly yeah that's, that's the takeaway you are kenoff that's you it. are kenoff <laughs> <laughs> oh excellent cool <Sublime>. right <laughs> so uh next time we're gonna do don't look up mm -hmm. yes so join us then and in the meantime feedback on our social media or mm -hmm. whatever and uh we would love to hear from everybody who listens and please yes. rate and review our podcast and <laughs> tell all your friends that would Indeed. be great Thank you. You've been listening to Dystopian Fiction Has Been Moved to Current Affairs, a podcast with Claire Coombe and Marsha Yakovleva. Thank you very much for listening. Um, you can find out more about our work through our sister project, Being Society, which has a website at beingsociety.com. And you can also follow us on social media. We cover issues to do with political philosophy, particularly education, and how anybody can make a difference by learning more about their society and how society could be better. So please do look out for that. And we hope to see you in two weeks time. Take care. Bye-bye.